0: Welcome to Behind the Sass. I'm your host, Naren Howerton. And today's episode is the first in my effort to kind of get aligned with my new weekly newsletter that I'm posting. Um, I've also got some new tech and new gear. So if you're watching this, you're going to see me kind of look at the camera, maybe adjust a microphone, figure some things out. Uh, So if you don't know, also, um, I am now also writing a weekly newsletter that I call the Partner Experience Digest. Um, It was the Partner Operations Digest, but I just, I got some interesting challenges around like the word operations. And I talked about that previously, so I'm going to detail here, but I call it the Partner Experience Digest. And this week's focus on my Digest is self-care. You know, we're coming to the end of 2022, which has been another rough year for a lot of people in tech, including me, um, you know, as a part of the layoff process and being included in that. um, Some new challenges that I've not faced before and so here at the end of the year as people reflect on the years we're spending more time with families as we're taking time for ourselves i thought man what what better topic today than self-care for the partner operations professional now this advice could be useful for anybody but my audience really is the partner ops pros at least for the newsletter now behind the ass uh, you're working with me on this this is still flexible identity I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing with my podcast, and I like putting it out there and for the seventeen to twenty of you that are uh, tribal listeners or consistent listeners, whatever you feel more comfortable with, uh, thank you thanks for coming back whenever I drop something and giving it a listen. I really appreciate it so uh, in an effort to try to create some alignment, I'm gonna be dropping new episodes at least on Wednesdays uh, to go along with and compliment the newsletter. I may talk about things in the newsletter each week. I may not, this week I'm going to because I like the content and it helps simplify um, my rhythm because I also just started my new job last week at Atlassian. And man, I could I could put out a whole podcast because I mean, 10 minutes isn't that long, um, but I could put out a couple of podcasts on the interesting things I'm already learning just in a week and a half at Atlassian, particularly about their culture and the company and the way they value people. So this week, I'm gonna focus uh, podcast here, now that we're two and a half minutes in, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and focus on kind of talking about what came out of my newsletter. That way, if you don't have a chance to look at the newsletter, you can get to the podcast and you know, you're know you getting some synergy through the quote, brand. Uh, so in this week, it's, it's all about things that maybe can help you focus on self-care. Something that maybe gets derided a lot by older generations, uh, isn't valued enough by the younger generations maybe, I don't know. Um, The idea here is that I think it's important. I've learned the value of self-care over the past couple of three years. It is difficult, it is challenging. Um, When you're someone like me as well, when you have ADHD and you get a lot of validation from the external stimulus of people telling you you did a good job because you can't always tell if you did a good job or you feel like you did a good job and there's no visibility and so you feel crazy. These are some things I think that you can do to help maybe line out your self-care. Give yourself some validation. Um, focus on what you're going to do in 2023, building your network and things like that. So the first thing I want to go back to is talk about a post um, that I've written about a couple of times. It was on my LinkedIn here, a uh, concept called a brag book. Now, I got this concept from a friend of mine named Marshall Harth who works over at M-Files. Um, Marshall is a great guy. I've worked with, I worked with him for two or three years there. We still stay in contact. Um, Salesforce admin extraordinaire. He is learning all things Salesforce. He's fantastic. But we talked about this idea of a brag book, and it's just where you're writing down your stuff. That's all it is. It's real simple. If you work in ops, it's very easy for the day-to-day stuff that you do to get lost in the rhythms of the organization. Um, You're so busy managing a ticket, you don't realize that the solution to the ticket you just did became a solution that helped the larger organization. Like Just keeping up right, with the mix of daily activities and projects and things you've implemented and solutions you've built. You get to the end of a quarter sometimes, you're like, man, what did I do this quarter? I missed all my OKRs. Not uncommon in operations, because you know what you don't have a lot in operations? Control. You're doing projects that everyone else wants you to do, and so you're constantly in this mix of like, oh, is it this prioritized? Is that prioritized? Do I have the right buy-in? Am I going to deliver this quarter? well, my OKR slipped because five other people didn't do their part because the project didn't get enough visibility. So you could be stellar at operations, miss all your OKRs for the quarter, and you still deserve maybe your full bonus or your full recognition. And a brag book is a way to get that, right? And this is simple. It's a Word doc, it is a Google doc, or maybe a Confluence page, personal plug there from a new employer, um, right? It's just a place where you're documenting the work that you're doing and you keep up with your main projects. Maybe get away from the daily tasks. Like, oh, if, it, if your daily tasks, like if you're closing out 15 tickets a day and the norm is five, definitely keep up with it. But keep up with what you do. It's good for you because it helps you feel validated. You're gonna go back and say, no, I know I did stuff, great. But at the end of a quarter or when somebody starts asking, You've also got this reference point. I can just go talk about it. Cool, here's the stuff that I've done. Here's the impact that I had. So I'd keep up with like, what's the project? Um, You know, what was the solution you implemented and really what was the impact? Real short stuff just to help you get through it. As you go through that, it's kind of like memory stuff, right? Um, Sometimes a smell or a a, a TV show, something triggers a memory you forgot you had. Just getting some basic details, right? In ops, we also tend to over document sometimes and we can get lost in trying to document, trying to keep up. Just get the basic stuff. Here's the project. Here's the solution I implemented. Here's the impact it had. Those three things documented for everything you do will help you go back and recall all that stuff and get into the details of it if you need to. Okay. Um, So the brag book, set up a brag book document, personal laptop, work laptop, whatever. Set it up. Go throw some stuff in there. Do a brain dump. Don't feel like you got to do it all at once start with a brain dump give yourself a half hour dump the high level projects in there to get started and then go back and give them some flesh as you continue to go forward so brag book i've got one now um totally worth the effort another one is building your network uh this has been invaluable i want to highlight something right having a robust net a robust network is what allowed me to go from no job to fully employed in two months and not just fully employed, I, I can't undermine, under. I can't overestimate, that's the word. I can't overestimate the value of this network because not only did I go to employed, I, had, I quickly moved into three interview process and got multiple offers inside of two months, all because I knew people who could help me open doors. Um, some people did it for me. Some people did it on requests. Some people forwarded me opportunities they passed on having that network is what opened all those doors it wasn't necessarily i mean again that's my professional network. it's built on my professional credentials and over time but get out onto linkedin go search for people in your title look for partner operations people uh, start to build that network shoot me an email i can give you a list of some people and build some intros for you on that side if you want Um, but look into your space whether it's partner ops or whatever you're doing and go look for people that are talking about stuff and comment and engage and share and repost Um, if you're getting started on linkedin the number one thing you can do to get started comment on other people's posts and repost their thoughts with your thoughts into your network don't even have to do anything original to get started try to do that on a regular basis Uh, i can show you stats on my profile like i've taken a break the past week because of holidays and i can show you that when you're not engaged things go down but here's some people i'm going to highlight real quick a few names you'll see this in the network uh in my in my newsletter as well um, a few people I think you should go follow around ecosystem. They talk a lot about it, but they get partner operations is why I like these people. They get the challenge of operations and the, and the need to have ecosystem conversations. Alan Adler is one over at Digital Bridge Partners. Uh, Jennifer Ritchie is over at Venice Solutions. Um, she got a recent interview out with uh, a PRM company that just kind of highlights, I think, why she's a great example to follow. Alan's constantly talking about GoToSystem, by the way. He created the GoToEco model, uh, go ecosystem. He's constantly talking about that stuff and driving a lot of conversation. It's going to be good for operations people in terms of career opportunities. Uh, Daniel Lencioni is over at Reveal. I just like Daniel because once a week he's posting something. I've talked to him before. I've worked with him a little bit. Um, he's, he's constantly posting stuff that's really, to me, thought-provoking, um, which is, you know, kind of as a social content person who's trying to add, like, I can just repost his stuff and add context specific to my area. And it's just, I find it really engaging. It gets me talking. He gets other people talking. He's definitely worth a follow uh, Patricia Rush has been great, good friend, consulting 20 years in the space. Definitely worth a follow. Barbara Trevino over at Partner Operations at Seismic. Um, she has built up a really effective uh, Salesforce model over the past few years. So I like to talk to her about that and figure out how have you solved this challenge or that challenge, because uh, she's been working with OneOrg for a number of years and has really got something efficient um, and effective in place, which is nice. Uh, Marco Paulis, um, over at uh, Rider Systems, used to be Whiplash. He wrote about the the need to hire partner ops early, so he's got my long-term vote forever. Love the idea. That's his first hire. He's built up a partnership thing, and it's in it's documented in a really well-written piece highlighting success in the first year. Uh, Kelly Sarabin over at HubSpot. She is just prolific content creator. She's got the state of the partner ops report that came out a few weeks ago, which gives us a lot of opportunity for conversations, um, things we I think we can refine in that report. Um, continue to push into that data and get some better clarity on certain pieces, but. And Kelly's always putting something out there. And then uh, specifically mentioned also Jesse Shipman over at Fluency. I met Jesse earlier this year at Supernode. We just connected. And what I like about Jesse is she's in enablement. She loves enablement. That's kind of her jam, but she loves partnerships. And she gets the challenge of operations. It's such a big part, I think, of why she started Fluency in the first place. That it's it's this on-demand, just-in-time technology, which is operations, um, around partner enablement, helping derive partner value right when people need it around their meetings, not living in a system waiting for somebody to come find it. I love what she's doing there. Um, and she's worth a follow because she's also constantly talking about this stuff on LinkedIn, resharing great technology, uh, recently started a forum for more conversation. So she's out there giving to the community. Um, and that's not it, that's all, that's all I've got. There's so many other people. I can, I can connect you directly with partner operations people. Um, and that leads to my very last thing. Uh, well, a couple things this week. Uh, I'm also gonna start a monthly networking session. Now, I don't know how this is going to go. I'm not even entirely sure what the purpose is going to be, but I know that I love talking to partner ops pros. I want to do that more. So I'm going to start a monthly session. Maybe we call it a mastermind. It's not going to be necessarily limited at the start. I'm just looking for people to come and join me, have conversations around all things partner operations. We'll talk about technology. We'll talk about architecture. Uh, we'll talk about trends and partnerships and ecosystem language. We'll talk about job stuff, whatever we want to talk about, because it's going to be our group. Um, there's a sign up for that on my newsletter on LinkedIn. Please go find that or ping me and let me know. And I can send you the link to get signed up as well. Uh, hoping to meet in January. And then that'll be just a monthly connection point, a recurring monthly connection point, And we'll try to drive that into other activity. Also, um, when you're building your network, I still highly encourage you to go to Partnership Leaders. I'm watching the time. I'm at 11 minutes. This is hard to get into 10 minutes, folks. Thank you for the extra minute and a half today. Um, and then the last thing, the last thing, I want to mention this. If you're like me, I love to work. Now, I don't live to work, but I love working. It's such a big part of my identity. It's 40 hours a week that we spend working. Nobody else gets that kind of time, and it can be difficult to mentally disconnect. Um, I'm working on doing that better, so I'm going to just encourage you. Take some time for you. You'll hear that from a lot of different people. So this is not original advice or, or earth shattering. Um, but do things you enjoy that are not professionally oriented. Now for me, that includes stuff like remodeling my house and working on a bathroom, um, taking some pictures and videos there. Cause I just enjoy doing it, uh, extended board game sessions. I love strategic board games. Uh, not the big, big like twilight Imperium type stuff. I've never played that. I think that's too much mostly because I have little kids, but I do like the mid range, you know, one to three hour games, um, uh, some examples might inc- would include, I'm looking at myself right now, Scythe is a good one, Suburbia, Dune Imperium, Small World, Terraforming Mars is a new one i am play with my dad, which is great. Um, but also down to like Catan and Carcassonne, they play pretty quick. Got my boys playing Catan now, so that's exciting. I enjoy movies and shows, quality time with my kids with their interests, which is always kind of difficult. Like I can only hear so much about Bakugan, you know. Um, and then reading fiction, I'm currently reading The Black Prism by Brent Weeks. What do you enjoy? Good whatever it is, go do that. Thank you once again for giving me at this point, 12 minutes of your life. Tip it on 13. I hope you have a solid new year and we will talk to you in 2023.